It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer All the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Blog Talk Radio. Tonight on Confession Session. Footage shows an LAPD officer planting cocaine on the person because this is the shit they do. Remy my talks on The Breakfast Club and Benny Medina has been accused of attempted gay rape. What's good, you guys? This your host, Angel Andrina. And I'm your host, Jumbo Fellow, and you are listening to the one and the only Confession Session! Right, what up, Jim? What up, what up, what up, hi? <laughs> hey, I cut it off in a good amount of time, okay? I cut it off. You're trying to kill a damn nigga. I'm like, shit, how much you gonna keep the music going? You want me to go with the music and then you leave you leave it going for like forty five seconds. Like, God <laughs> First of all, <laughs> the 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 small beginning spiel is like forty seconds, so that means you've been huh and for five seconds and I know you can hold your little breath longer than five seconds, but don't even go there. I've heard you. Hold your breath for more than five seconds. When the lady came inside the house at my old apartment, when you was trying to keep your laughing, you your breath was held. Okay, so don't even go there. I've seen it. Oh my god, I, I nigga, I would never forget that day. I swear, I have not laughed. I don't think I will ever laugh that hard again in my life, like ever. That's because you're so damn dramatic. And then you leave me. I'm like, oh my god, where did he? Like, is he like, oh, it was just so funny. I'm like, is he gone? Like, I'm talking crap, and he just got him and hit the hay. Like, your ass is ugly. Then step on the floor, just dying. I had to go. I had to go. I just, I couldn't deal with it any longer. Like, any longer. Like, her walking, the whole situation was just horrible, nigga. Hey, can you please let your neighbor in, please? Please. I was in like, bro, I do not know her, dog. Oh, dang. That's so young. Uh, y'all ever did some shit like that before? Just live in an apartment and people be like, please, can I get in, please? And they just look crazy as hell. And you like, oh, I don't know if I should let this person in. And you dumbass put the person in anyways. That's what I did. Straight letter ass in. Like, okay, ma'am. I don't know if you belong here, but we going to find out today. <laughs> Yes, y'all. It's been a great weekend, though. Right, exactly, exactly. (laughs) What's been going on with you this weekend, though, Jen? Nothing. You know, all work. I went out last night, and I shouldn't have because now I'm, like, tired as fuck. It was um, Chris's, like, one of his friends, and then, like, also one of, like, his cousin's friend's birthday. So we went downtown Raleigh, like, the next town over. Okay. but, I mean, it was cute. We went to a couple of different spots. But, you know, niggas is old. I can't be up all night, especially when I be having to work in the morning because I feel it the next day. So, I'm just, I be walking around all day slow as hell, exhausted. Oh, nah. Thank God it wasn't too hectic at my job. So, yeah. What's going on with you, though? 
nothing much. Just um, relaxing. I had a really smooth weekend. Just did everything that I wanted to do, pretty much, you know, um, as far as, like, housework and stuff like yeah. that. Like, okay, let's get these clothes done. So it's been, and then got a lot of schoolwork done. So it's been productive. <laughs> but also my mom had my son this weekend. So, yeah. you know, it, when when she, every, every other weekend when she gets him, it's usually, like, you know, smooth. Like, we don't, we just have fun, you know, and Try not to spend too much money, but just relax. And uh-huh. that's what we did this weekend. We didn't spend too much. We just relaxed, and that was fun. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Good Thank for you. y'all. Thank you. Thanks, hi. <laughs> 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 Don't have to get up and put on no hair or put, put uh, wash your hair and, you know, all of that crap. I'm like, man, who I can just relax in a motherfucking robe? On the couch watching Boo. Okay, so I've seen Boo. Have you seen Boo, the original one? No. So oh. I, was, I remember that night I told you I was going to go see it. So I was going to go see it before the show started. And I feel like I said on the show I was going to go see it or some shit like that. Then after the show was over, I was fucking tired. And I was just like, I don't even want to come no more. Because like, <laughs> it was like a 10 o'clock show. Niggas had to work oh, the okay. next day. I was just like, yeah, I don't really even feel like going. But I do want to see it because I feel like it's going to be hilarious. But one of these no, days, so, so, maybe so, when so, it comes so, out. So she has a boo, too, though. It's, it's the number one and the number two. I know. So, I've seen, I seen number one. That's but, what I'm um, talking I, about, number one. I didn't see number oh, two. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, I just thought that shit was super funny, and we had watched oh, it, yeah. like, um, just at the house, so that's what I had got, and we just got it from Redbox. That shit was funny though. I was like, he they are going off. It was like one part that was like super whack. Like why is they have why is Tyler Perry having this whole entire conversation by himself? All these damn different people. This conversation lame as a bitch. But other than that, it was real good. <laughs> no, I, so, I felt like I cried. I felt like I cried that whole entire movie when I went to go. See what are you like, talking dude? about? Because it was hilarious. Like, it was so Oh, oh. I'm like, it wasn't even sad. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, it was, I, was, I was dying, too. I was laughing, too, a lot. So, anyways, guys, though, hee-hee, ha-ha, um, make sure you check us out <laughs> on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Tumblr, and SoundCloud, for this podcast, from Blog Talk, and send us your confessions at confessions number 2 at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, comment, like, and subscribe. Jen, hit them with that confession question of the day. Confession question. Confession mm-hmm. question. That's right. That's right. How, how many success <laughs> stories do you need to hear before you make your own? Again, how many success stories do you need to hear before you make your own? And let's get into those hot topics. All right, yes. first topic, you guys, and it's a uh, psycho one, kind of scary. Um, but anyways, so according to Vlad TV, um, dot com, the former president of Afghanistan came forward with a bold claim on Friday, which was November the tenth, when during an interview. Um, on Al Jazeera, he said the United States was complicit in the rise of ISIS, um, otherwise known as Daesh or ISIL in the country. In my view, under the full presence of surveillance, military, political intelligence, Daesh has emerged. Hamid Karzai told host Midhai, uh, Midi Hasso, guest appearing on the show up front. At one point during the interview, Karzai alluded to President Trump's decision to drop the GBU-43B mother-of-all-bombs explosive on Afghan territory in April. 
According to reports, at the time, at least 36 ISIS combatants were killed in the attack. But Kazar points out that fighters from the ruthless terrorist network went on to take over another district, the very, excuse me, uh, went on to take over another district the very next day. It was a development that he recalls with high suspicions. That proves to us that there is a hand in it, and that hand can be no one else but them, the U.S. and Afghanistan, he says. Karzai has in the past criticized the mother of all bombs, um, attacked as inhumane and blasted Trump for using Afghanistan as testing ground for new weapons. But he's also grown more and more critical of operations conducted by both U.S. and Afghan forces under his own tenure in office. And most recently called upon the International Criminal Court to investigate certain cases for the possibility that war crimes were committed. Definitely, there were violations by the Afghan security forces, by the U.S., and by others, he says. By the U.S. and by others um, prior to or just while Donald Trump was in office? I have no idea. I, I want to say I don't know. I don't have any Okay. Well, yeah. it, okay, well, well, you say you don't know, but I know that you mentioned that, you know, Donald Trump, he did fire one of the bombs on Afghan um, on their ground. So, I mean, obviously, if he wasn't doing it prior to, he's doing it currently, you know, or if there wasn't, this wasn't happening, you know, prior to, it's happening currently. And that's crazy. Like, yeah. you, what are you doing? You can't just yeah. be, that's just like going, you might as well go ahead and target shoot inside somebody's house while they're there. Like, what are, that's insane to me that he would even, um, even do that, knowing, knowing that this can kill somebody. I mean, yeah, he, if this is happening, and I'm just, yeah, the investigation definitely needs to happen immediately. This is just going to be something else that people, they can use to go ahead and get Jim's president impeached like we all know he needs to be. I agree. First off, he's not my uh, president. But I do think, like, that, that is scary that the president of Afghanistan, he's basically saying that, mm-hmm. you know, we are in some kind of shady, like, business dealing with the, right. the, the very terrorist. And, and behind, like, you know, maybe this is the whole reason of everything that's happening. Maybe this is all really, you know, it's crazy because, you know, these shows or, or whatever you have, these conspiracy theories, they say that all of this shit is controlled, but for a president to come out and say mm-hmm. that very thing to me is kind of terrifying. That like, mm-hmm. what if the U.S. was behind ISIS this whole time, or the U.S. government, you know, like just so they could be able to test bombs and you know and use these horrific, you know, weapons of mass destruction, you know, just have a reason to use them just to test their, their whole bombs. To me, that's very scary. It is scary, but it's also not surprising that the U.S., they will have a different nationality, a different culture come through if the government was behind this to do all the bombings because so it won't look like it's really, you know, them, the white Mm devils. So it's, that's crazy. And that's really crazy. But you guys, that's, oof. They got me a, a small little headache right there. But it's scary, and we just need okay. to, you know, pray and do good right now because you don't know what's about to happen. Anywho, though, guys. So on Friday, 
A powerful Hollywood manager was accused of attempted rape. Benny Medina, he's 59 years old. He currently represents Jennifer Lopez and formerly ripped Mariah Carey, Will Smith, Tyra Banks, and Usher in the latest showbiz figure to be. And he is the person, you know, in the last, you know, a few weeks, we've been hearing a whole lot of people being accused of sexual misconduct, and he's one of the people that's been accused of it. So on Friday, an advocate published um, an interview with Sordid Lodge star Jason Dolly, who said Medina tried, attempted to rape him at a Los Angeles mansion in 2008. Now, a local or a statement from Medina lawyers Howard Whitman and Sean Hawley told USA Today Medina categorically denies the allegations of attempted rape. Dolly and a friend, Tia Shanti Moselle, met Medina at a Los Angeles gay bar in December 2008. Um, he says that Medina invited two back to the house. Dolly was then Dolly, excuse me, who was then married um, back in 2008, said that he, um, you know, he really wasn't interested. But him and his friend, they went ahead and they went to the manager's pool. Um, it was then that Medina offered to show the actress a tour of the house. Um, Motley says. You know, he led him to a bedroom door. He didn't, you know, say, hey, you know, would you like to go inside the bedroom or anything like that? He just, hey, you know, let's go in his room. He said at that point, he literally grabbed him by his chest and his shirt, threw him onto a bed, and he said, now, you know, I'm six foot tall and I'm 155 pounds, but this was a stocky man referring to, um, referring to, um, Medina. So, sorry about that. So, um, after throwing him on the bed, Medina, he stuck his tongue down his mouth. He said, Dolly said, what are you doing? Stop, I'm married. He said that he resisted, but Medina became more aggressive. He placed his forearm over Dolly's neck, pinning him down to the mattress, forcibly placing one of his thighs over his legs to keep him from squirming and pulling at his pants. Dolly said he started to cry and beg Medina to stop. His forearm was bearing down on his neck so hard that he didn't know how much it was going to be until he, you know, passed out. He said he was literally about to go unconscious. Um, eventually, his friend bust into the room and screamed at Medina, and Dotley told, um, also mentioned that Medina at that time threw both of them out of his house. He even told um, the actor, Renee Bailey, confirmed this was actually true, and this happened in 2008, but he told him in 2016 when he was signed. So this has been something that has been you know, mentioned around a bit, and it's crazy because this is, you know, somebody that a lot of people are familiar with. Jenna, what is your thoughts on the story being heard by more than one person prior to and the fact that Medina is accused of, um, you know, gay rape? Yeah, um, that is crazy because, I mean, I have heard of Benny Medina, and I, I do know of him working specifically with Mariah Carey. Um mm-hmm. I don't know up until recently. Is he with Mariah Carey now or? But I remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. That's he's like, with Jennifer Lopez. Remember. Oh, he's with Jennifer Lopez. But I do yeah. remember him with like when he was working with Mariah Carey and um, being very influential, like in her later, like post peak. I don't know mm-hmm. career. Um, but I mean that I'm not surprised. You know, with all these allegations coming out, like the boy Corey Haynes being raped by Charlie Sheen and um, Terry Crews being fined like, inappropriately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
um, they're, they're saying Corey Haim, he was like a child star, and he got on drugs really bad behind, like, being, like, raped in Hollywood, and he never said, because he would allude that the person that he was raped by was, like, still famous, but it just came out recently that the person that did rape him was Charlie Sheen. Um, wow. Or, like, even raped him or, like, coerced him into, like, having gay sex when he was only, like, 14. Um, but, yeah. And, uh, you know, just in general, you hear these, now these stories, you've heard rumors, but, like, now everything is literally coming to fruition with, like, names and, you know, what actually happened and took place. Um, but, I mean, it I is think, very scary because, yeah. you, you know, you do think about, like, women having to protect themselves but to know that, like, the same thing is happening with men of power and influence are that these men to do shit, you know, or be ruined. You know, it's it's just as sick, you know. Um, and if this story is true, like, then even then he needs to do something, you know, cough up some sort of cash, or, you know, his career will be is going to be shattered after this. Anybody going to want to fuck with him? And then also I was hearing about, like, now they're, because of all these allegations, they're forming some sort of Hollywood police. And to me, I feel like it's crazy that they have never even – um, had nothing like this before where they're going to have like actual law like Hollywood police like where law enforcement like steps into you know everything and they're setting up a bunch of rules like now you can't have meetings in hotel rooms because like remember when mm-hmm. Gabby um, she talked about how hotel room meetings is very common you know um, because these, with dealing with celebrities it's kind of you have to deal with people in a private space so you don't get bothered. Um, so it's like normal to go to someone's house to pitch a, a business deal or meet someone at a hotel room. But a lot of times, you know, now we're seeing that these executives are taking advantage of that. Um, but, yeah, so I guess, like, now law enforcement is trying to come in to stop all that to where it's like you can't meet people, you can't have business dealers in hotel rooms. Um, and just be more influential and to make sure that, you know, women are being protected and not being, you know, abused. And I guess also men, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's a scary situation. How do you feel? Yeah, I uh, completely agree. And it's, it is crazy that they haven't had, uh, you know, celebrity and police in the past. But it's good that they're starting to enforce these rules because it's, mm-hmm. it's very important you know a lot of people they do just have ideas and they really are thinking that hey I'm going to go over there and pitch this but you know you just never know and nobody wants to be in a situation like this also I feel like a lot of people they're more comfortable with it now they realize that somebody trying to rape you or, or somebody you know raping you is not anything to be ashamed of and people are starting to come out more and more whereas 10 years ago saying something like this was like oh my god you know this will ruin me but nowadays people are like whatever like you shouldn't have did it what do I have to be ashamed of like you raped me like you know what I'm saying like I'm not ashamed so I feel like these people are starting to come out and they're starting to represent and which is a really good thing and it kind of mm-hmm. explains the celebrities too like how they act, how they're, why they've gone downhill, stuff like that. Because even what they are with Charlie Sheen, like if Charlie Sheen tried to do him, I mean, he just got worse and worse than AIDS or HIV or something like that. I mean, it just had been a rap. So how many other people have he probably been to? You know what I'm saying? 
So it's crazy. Just be careful, and hopefully these rules that are that are enforced are, you know, starts working immediately. And hopefully people they just yeah. really think twice before they go out there thinking that you can just sit up there and rape somebody. That's crazy because you have money. Right, just abusing a power and a power, power right? Mm-hmm. In general, you know, you would think that people that of influence and you know are mega wealthy and have done so much and you know maybe had to work and bust their ass to get into certain positions, you would think that they would have more humility. But you know, we we are seeing that people take advantage of that shit. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Also, according to VLATV.com, the Los Angeles Police Department is under fire after a film was published showing what appeared to be an officer planting drugs on a man during an arrest. Ronald Shields was being detained after a hit and run and is shown on multiple body cams with three officers around him. While Shields is cuffed, Officer Samuel Lee is seen on camera motioning to another officer that picks what appears to be Shields' wallet off the ground. With the wallet in one hand, the officer reaches down and picks up what appears to be a bag of drugs, which later tests positive for cocaine. Holding the bag, the officer looks back at Lee, who motions to him to place the bag in Shield's wallet. Right after putting the bag in Shield's wallet, the officer reaches down and turns on his body camera, which he thought was off. Um, but wasn't aware that the camera captured the last 30 seconds of video without being turned on. Officer Lee and others testified that the cocaine was found in Shields' left pocket, which doesn't align with what uh, 13 videos obtained show. Lee and the LAPD are currently not commenting on the video, and Shields' attorney is launching an investigation into the matter. That's all they're doing is launching an investigation. The, <laughs> the camera don't lie, okay? We all right. know what we saw. So <laughs> the officer is were you, clearly... Were you able to watch the video at all? I watched some of it. I watched the part where he had the, the little bag of uh, cocaine in his hand and where him and the other cop, they were, like, motioning back and forth to each other. But I didn't – and mm-hmm. then I also seen when he reached back up, like, like as if he was cutting it on. And I was like, oh, he's just about some shit. And then they wanted to call me to get my eyebrows done. So, <laughs> <laughs> so but that is horrible, crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the shit that the cop's been doing for years. I'm, you know how many – Motherfuckers, well, I mean, he wasn't innocent. He did just, just do a hit and run. But shit, who the hell knows what the lies that they telling? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. they doing the most. Like, we can't even trust the LAPD. You know? Just like, added. Hmm? You know, I said just add fuel to the fire. Like you said, he did commit a crime, so he was going to jail for that. But it's like, right. why are you trying to get this man? Right. Uh, like, you want him to go to jail for life. Right. Like, what is, what is the reason behind it. But yeah, no, I, I agree. It clearly looked, and he didn't pick it up off the ground. It clearly looked like he had mm-hmm. reached down and had something already in his hand and was like, oh, what's this? And then, like you said, Lee, the Asian officer, was like, yeah, put that in the wallet. And then they mentioned to like three other officers that it was cocaine in his wallet. Like, but you can say that you put the cocaine in his wallet. You know? Mm-hmm. So to mm-hmm. me, it was all very sus. You know, and um, right, and the lawyer was saying because I had watched the video too, and then also like commentary from like there's a news station um, that is, was covering everything, and mm-hmm. um, the lawyer was saying that it was at one point where the officer, the Hispanic officer, because it was Hispanic or an Asian one, Hispanic or mm-hmm. Italian, I want to say Hispanic, um, but the Hispanic officer, he um, they said like he 
it was at one point where he had switched hands, and that's where you could see it. So he had already had it before he even approached mm-hmm. um, the guy that shields the person they were putting under arrest. Um, even though the judge is saying, like, that can't be proven. I, I feel kind of the same way because looking at it, it's like, okay, yeah, you, it does look like it's something white in his hand, but at the same time, is this a Kanika Jenkins where it's like you want to force yeah. yourself to believe something? Um, mm-hmm. But definitely he had that cocaine in his hand. Like, I, I was trying to look, like, at even at parts where, you know, um, when they picked it up off the ground, when it was like a little quick motion to where you would see the ground at some point. And I didn't see any cocaine, but it's like when he picked it up, it was like clear as day, so, um, or any little baggage or anything, you know, besides his wallet being on the ground. So, um, you know, I just I, I just feel like it's, it's crazy, you know, and I do hope that um, you know, this man gets some sort of justice and they make an example out of these people, you know, because it's getting to a point that, mm-hmm. I mean, it's been at this point, but it's just these police officers, like, they just can't continue to get away with whatever their egos or their hearts and just continue to be dirty human beings. Like, right. you are supposed to protect and to serve. And you feel like you <laughs> could just walk on water like your God, and that's not a fucking case, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad, you know, with these local elections, hopefully now we are going to get some sort of repercussions. Like our, our new mayor, um, Steve Shaw, he is for, you know, being harder on police. Like with him getting, like, trainer um, biased racial training and them being, living in the community that they serve and, you know, also being prosecuted harder and, and also, you know, having, like I was saying, one of the um, city council in you know, adding in that it should be another process to, you know, guns shouldn't just automatically start firing, you know. So um, hopefully we see some sort of change. But until these cops know that, because in my opinion, I just feel like in general, a police officer, when they kill someone, they should be prosecuted harder than a normal human being because you know what you can do. You know how to avoid the situation. You know that if you put this motherfucker in shock, you know, you know, hit them with a taser or, pepper spray them or whatever you may have them, you're probably more than likely stronger than this person and ought to defend yourself as long as there, there's ways you can deflect it without actually killing this person. And if you're going as far as to kill them, you know, these police officers shooting at the cars where somebody's pulling off, it's just it's, it's clearly you. You know, you're angry. It's your issue for whatever reason. They need to pay for that. Yeah. But, period. I agree. I agree 100%. <clears throat> so, I'm not sure if you guys have ever had, um, like, some type of revenge porn or something like that ever happened to you. I believe me and Jamie had a question of the day that had something to do with revenge porn maybe about a couple months ago. And I think Jen, he was a couple, um, he was an example of more than like 10 times of revenge porn, you know. I was one of those people. No, I'm just kidding. But um, Facebook is developing a database to combat revenge porn. Now, according to TSR, The Shade Room, Facebook is trying to crack down on revenge porn. They have teamed up with an Australia e-safety office to build a database that will prevent harmful images from being spread throughout the Internet. This is how it works. So, Jean, are you aware of Facebook doing this? 
Um, just from the article, I didn't get a chance to read the article, so I don't know if I have they put anything into place as of yet, or is this well, something that they are currently still developing? So first, okay, well, this is I'm gonna just kind of go through how it works. First, you have okay. to upload the photos that you want to keep private to a special application on Facebook. The system will recognize these photos if they're posted to either Facebook, Messenger, or Instagram. They will be taken down immediately. So not just Facebook, but Instagram and Messenger as well. Of course, nothing is 100% proof, so there are some concerns about where the images will be stored once they're uploaded, in addition to the systems currently flagging the images that are untouched now. Um, With this, the concern is the images have to be untouched. So what happens if someone, you know, puts a filter on the picture or the picture gets cropped? Overall, as you can see, there's still a lot of kinks to work out before they bring the system to the U.S. So foolies who are trying to get your revenge porn on, look out for this. What do you think, Jim? Um. I don't necessarily agree with what they are doing. I do feel like that these large platform social medias like the Facebook and the Instagram, you know, and the Twitter, they do need to somehow combat revenge porn because that is something that is popular and it's something that is going to carry over into their sites. Um, but, no, I, I would not feel comfortable with right after I send a dick pic to somebody like uploading that shit to Facebook privately just to make sure that that person does not post like that same dick pic. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, the people are not going to. I mean, maybe it's, if it's just, like, pictures in general, if that's, like, something that, you know, they get in touch with these phone databases and, you know, pictures that you send it, you know, in general, you can be asked, like, to make sure it keeps private or something. But I, I don't know. I'll have to look into that more, and I would not be comfortable with using that. Um but I do think revenge porn is real. Like, I know people close to me, very close to me, that have been victims of it, you know, being catfished or whatever. And, you know, they've got this shit posted online. And, um, I mean, it's, it's a serious subject. And, you know, it's something scary. And it's embarrassing, you know, if it was to happen to you. Thank God, you know, I, I guess I never pissed nobody off. So that has not happened to me as of yet. But, um, you know, it's just. I think people just they just need to be more cautious in general, you know. I, yeah. Who still sex anyway? Like, I, I mean, I just feel like it's late, I guess, because I'm in a relationship. But it's like, I'm, uh-uh, uh-uh. You know, I'm not turning it off, no. Especially with your whole face in it. Like, I'm not, you're not getting the face in the dick. You'll get, you'll get one or the other. But, uh, no. But they, but they got some work to do. They got some work to do. Because I do feel like this to bring a lot of fucking money if they do figure it out and get the kinks and, you know, are able to. Or, I mean, I just feel like in general, like, Facebook should have some sort of recognition to where they can tell, okay, yeah, this is too much skin. Like, this person is clearly naked. And it should automatically become, like, a flag. Like, you know, it's like, you know, with, like, facial recognition, it should be some, like, sort of body recognition. Like, okay, this person has, you know, it's it's too much skin being shown. Like, I, uh, like, the software should be able to recognize like a dick or a vagina and be like automatically it's just not allowed on the site, you know. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that censorship as well, so, you know. But well, I don't think that's probably what they're it. working on right now. That's probably why they're yeah. working on it. That's probably why they're sending like people, you know, like how you may see like a photo or something like that and right underneath the photo it says, um, 
is this is this photo inappropriate or not? And so that's probably, and you know, you look at it and you just make, sometimes you'll put no down sometimes because it's not inappropriate. You won't write anything or, you know, whatever like that. So right. see how they're trying to figure shit out right now by, right. you know, putting a so little message at the bottom. I know I'm friends with people that like, well, now I'm getting to the point to like, I'm starting to like unfriend and unfollow people. Like, actually, my cousin, um, I don't know, she's like his semi cousin. She recently posted something like really ignorant on Facebook. And I had to unfriend her ass. I was just like, <laughs> bitch, like, you are so fucking lame. Unfriend, unfollow. But like, I definitely will report somebody. Like, if they like posting some shit, and I'm just like, seriously. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, even if it's, like, somebody I'm, like, close to, and I don't want to tell them that they being annoying, I will report their shit. Like, is that right? Right. No, no shit. <laughs> like, that's if I block somebody, somebody, I'm going to let their ass know, like, hey, bitch, you block. Block. <laughs> right. No, I don't, I don't right. even block people. I'll just unfriend their ass. But if it's somebody I don't want to unfriend or unfollow, like, somebody close to me, and they posting, like, some shit that's, like, inappropriate. <laughs> I straight would just report it, like, <laughs> this post is sexually suggestive or, you know, this post this post is, you know, hate speech. Or, I mean, even though I don't think it's never been hate speech because then I would unfollow your ass. But definitely I've seen some fucking, like, what, what are you doing? Like, thirst trapping, like, bitch, report, like, Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> the bitch report. You go, buddy. <laughs> only when, oh, you only do that. I bet you only do that when you're drunk and you got time on your hands. Like, you know, let me go through this bitch page. Oh, hell no. Nah. Report this. Mm-mm. Bitch report. <laughs> no, I don't I don't go looking for it. But, you know, uh, Facebook is just like certain people that you, like, I don't know if you contact them or, you know, they somehow so it interest because it's like, it's literally like the same 20 people, like, on your, like, Facebook news feed. Like, I see the same people. I see you, you know, family members, shit like that. And um, so, like, some, if, like, somebody I'm close to, if they'll comment on it, then I'll see the post or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And if once in a while I'll see something, like, stupid, and I will report it. Like, I'll just be like, okay, this is down. Like, <laughs> like what are you doing? Anyways, you guys, last topic. Uh, Remy Ma, she's on The Breakfast Club recently um, to promote new single Wake Me Up featuring uh, Lil' Kim. In the interview, she talked about being upset with DJ 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 Envy. Right, DJ DJ um, <laughs> Girl, you got it. What is it? Girl, you got a ten. Please don't be standing. But um, <laughs> but because he but anyways, I'm sorry, I got off topic. In an interview, she talked to being upset with DJ and DJ because he played a sample <laughs> of her new single um, without it being finished. Um, she also talked about her moving forward and being completely over the Nicki Minaj beef. Um, she also talked her signing a multi-million-dollar deal with Atlantic Records and um, also how she mentors. She didn't say mentor, but basically she talks about, like, she gives advice and, you know, she makes sure you know, the the new it rap girls um, are not making, you know, mistakes that she has made and stuff that you can clearly, you know, move forward. Um, but it was a really dope interview. I love movie my interviews because she's so, like, real and raw and not filtered at the same time she's likable because she's not, like, a bad person. She just 
you know, will say whatever the fuck she needs to say. Yeah, she's not a hater. She's just a boss. I don't know. Were you able to watch the video? I mean, watch the interview at all? Was she still in the interview? Um, yeah, I have. I did. So, one thing about Remy Ma is that she is very literal. You know, when you, when she, when you ask her a question and stuff, she's going to literally take that question and think about, you know, what you say. Like, you might be like, Remy Ma, you know, you got some, you got some cheese up in here. And she's like, I didn't bring any cheese with me. What are you talking? You know what I'm saying? And it's real funny. She isn't a bad person. She is. She seems extremely down to earth. As Jen mentioned, she also did. Um, mm-hmm. You know, say she's done with the Nicki Minaj beef, but she didn't talk about the baby. And I really wanted to hear about if her and Pat Pooh are gonna try and do that. Though she was on there to talk about, you know, her deal and you know the the um, stuff with her and DJ Envy, which was hilarious because it sounded distorted, like he said, which is out of order. He definitely shouldn't have played that because of the way it sounded. So, um, yeah, the interview was really good. You guys should definitely check it out. But, yeah, I want mm-hmm. to hear about them having a baby. I want her to go ahead and get that done real quick. She looked great, so. She did. Oh, my God, she looked so snatched. I'm like, this been in the gym. Yeah. Like, she looks like. She definitely didn't gain like a lot of weight, but you can you can definitely tell that she was starting to get like that. I'm mm-hmm. out of prison. I'm eating good on her. Like she gained like <laughs> like twenty twenty five pounds, uh, but she wasn't fat. But you definitely can see that she had gained a little bit of weight. And honey, it's mm-hmm. gone now. Bitch is fat snatch. What did you think about um, what she said about Meek Mill? Because I know like people were kind of, like, being weird about that, like, how she was like, well, he shouldn't have, well, um, he shouldn't have did that, you know, she, she, well, who was it, it was her and Charlamagne, I believe, they were talking about that, and I was like, she said, you know, Meek Mills was going to jail for two years, she went to jail for way longer than that, like, you know, right. he, he had been, like, Angela Yee, you know, she was trying to, uh, you know, take, I guess, Meek Mill file. Like, well, you don't know. He got caught up at the air, uh, you know, whatever the place was at the um, at the airport. He had drugs in the system consistently, um, which is what Charlie Mann was saying. So, I mean, you know, I agree with her. Like, dude, you can get put in situations that you shouldn't be and There's no reason why you're on parole and you're failing drug tests. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there are people going to be out there to get you. That's why you need to be put, be put up somewhere like seriously because you know that they trying to get you and like she has that experience but she can speak like yeah she she's out of jail but she still you know got pretty much in 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 a sense the ankle bracelet on her damn leg she has a curfew she has to be home at 12 o'clock every morning you know 12 o'clock 8 uh, p.m or a.m you know so that's crazy mm-hmm. to me you know so um yeah she lived that life and she's doing a great job with the mentoring and, you know, teaching people, hey, don't be like me. And good job, Remy. I think she's doing everything what she needs to do. She's focused on her, mm-hmm. her family, prim- well, from what I can see, um, and her career. And after being in jail all that time and coming out, I understand. She's trying to get it popping real quick. She ain't trying to fuck that up for nobody. Like she said, in five years, because she's on, you know, she's got a curfew for five years from now, they want you to mess up again. She's not trying to be like that. So she's mm-hmm. doing a good job. She's doing a good job. I'm happy for her. And she needs to keep it up and keep making some hits. Yep, yep, yep. What do you think about it? Nigga, don't do that. You know I gave my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, All right, what do you, you guys. think about it? 
Right. <laughs> well, what I think is, no. So, um, <clears throat> so we got our question of the day. How many success stories do you need to hear before you make your own? Jeanne, you heard a success story. You've seen success. How many, why do you think people don't have to hear it many times before they make their success story? Uh, well, I don't know. Some people, I don't, I don't know if they ever will. You know, I think some people mm. don't pay attention or listen. Um, but me personally, I did not need a lot of people. You know, I I can see from my own eyes. I can see for myself. You know, that it's just a lot of maybe even if I don't didn't know anyone personally that hasn't been successful. It's just you know I I've been around and I've been in rooms to where. You know, you've heard of stories how people came from, like, nothing and, you know, went on to do great, you know, psycho, beautiful, amazing things. So I know that it's all possible. I just think it's, it ends with you, and I think that's my big issue. A lot of times I get down on myself because, I mean, I know, and maybe that's just a millennial thing in general. I know that, you know, I'm not where I want to be. I'm nowhere near where I want to be. But at the same time, I have to realize how young I am. Like, I'm only 26 years old, you know, and it's people, like, they not, well, yeah, they don't acquire wealth till they're, like, in their 40s. Like, that's actually pretty normal. Um, but it's at the same time, it's like you hear so much about people failing and jumping out and not being smart with their financial decisions, and it's just like I don't want to blow money that I've been saving for years to do something, you know, having a dream and fuck up and be broke and starting from zero. Um, but, it, I mean, it ultimately, it just has to be you. You just have to just do it and push yourself. And, I mean, you can listen to a million different people say, okay, this is the way, you know. But if there's a million and one saying, you know, I took this way and I fucked up and you get discouraged by that, then, I mean, what's going to happen? Nothing. Yeah, right. And so what do you think is the main trigger for certain people? Like, why do you think those people who are successful became successful? I like, think what do you some, think with that background? I think those people had, they had people in their life to push them and, you know, to let them know about their greatness. And then also some people are driven. You know, um, I remember when I had issues with my, I don't know if I talked about it on the show, but um, I got into car accident back when I was like 18 and it was like a judgment on my account because I didn't have insurance at the time. It's like this large judgment. I had, to pay, I had to pay off this large judgment, which was like a lot of money, which took into my savings, which I was planning on opening a business this year. Um, and that kind of fucked me up really bad. But, um, but yeah, I was I, – anyways, I said all that to say, like, I had to take an Uber, you know. And, you know, with Ubers, you said you get to know people and – um, mm-hmm. and I was talking to him about, like, one of my best friends, Marcus, like, because I was telling him, I was like, well, yeah, I'm going to go to, you know, so so this is before I went to Costa Rica, and I was like, yeah, he's going to go to Georgetown, like, he's crazy, like, I was just explaining, like, you know, how Marcus is as a person, like, you know, he works two full-time jobs, and he's a full-time student, and, you know, on top of having, like, a double master's, like, I don't understand, like, how the fuck he does that, because it's like, even now, you know, like I'm saying, I'm in school part time and I'm stressed the fuck out. And mm-hmm. um, but the Uber driver, he's just like some people just have grit, and they always stuck with me. Some people just have grit. Like it's just they know at the end of the day they gotta get get shit done no matter how stressful it is. 
they want better, they're going to do better for themselves, you know, they're going to push themselves, and they don't need that. And, I, and in my opinion, I feel like Marcus is like one of those people. It's just like, yeah, he, he enjoys it, and he likes, you know, that people have given him, like, the accolades and told him that he's proud. But ultimately, I feel like it's him, you know, that like he wanted more to do better. Um, and he is the reason why. You know, also, I mean, he did have a good home ground. Like, he had great parents. His parents were still married and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I think he just ultimately, you know, pushed himself. And some people are just like that, you know. What about you? Uh, yeah. Um, I, for me, it wasn't how many success stories you have to hear before you make your own. It was look around, look at your surroundings. Where do you want to be at, and you know, when you're this age? And I was like, shit, I I want to do better. You know what I'm saying? I definitely want to do a lot better. Uh, you see people who are living good. You see people who are living okay. You see people who are living real bad. And you, you know, you're like, dang, I want to live better than the person that's living good. You know what I'm saying? And personally, with me, I'm just, I gotta, I gotta do something better. I'm always looking to do something better. I always want something nicer, but I also want to make sure that I'm being smart. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I don't need to hear that many success stories. I just needed to figure out what I want to do when I get older, and I'm currently in my own little success bubble right now. So that's just how I feel about that. <laughs> All right, okay. Hi. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited about it. Just want to hurry up, finish school up, you know, and get get rich. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. But anywho, guys, any who 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 who, Jean, what are you confessing your love for this evening? Note. I'm confessing my love for what I'm getting ready to currently watch after I finish my reading assignment for school. And that is the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Oh, it's um, on. Yeah. Well, I, don't I told know. you to remind yeah, me. She'll be eight o'clock. Yeah, eight o'clock. So she'll be on. Well, nigga, TiVo or DVR it or record it. Well, I, I, I can't. I'm on the phone with you right now. I can't DVR it. Right. Well, next time, make sure you, you DVR it for next Sunday. Oh. But anyways, mm-hmm. I just love those ladies. It's such a great show. It's like one of those reality shows that it's just like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of trash. And it has no substance, but it's just like the growth of those ladies and to see the brands that they have become. And, you know, I really just feel like they are like, out of all these reality shows, I really do feel like they're, they're like the goals, like with how a reality starts to transition into like becoming, you know, a household name and, you know, a businesswoman and whatever may have you. But I just think it's just really dope and inspiring. And, of course, I love the drama, and I live for the drama, too. Only on TV, not in real life. But, yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> on <laughs> so TV and in real life. My show. <laughs> Honey, no, not in real life. I do not like drama at all, Honey. Honey, in real life. <laughs> what do you confess your love for this week, Miss Angel Vondrina? Okay, so everybody knows that I love me some vodka and lemon, okay? It's like my favorite drink ever. If I can just bring vodka and lemon inside of a restaurant, I would. However, I'm confessing my love for my other favorite drink, which is mint 
tea. Now, if you are like, I know, you know, green tea is good for you and all of that, you know, it gets uh, toxins and essentials uh, put in and put out. It makes you good. But I love mint tea. Now, for those who don't know, mint tea also curbs your cravings. In hungry, you want, you know, snicker or something like that. Drink some good-ass mint tea and drink it kind of hot. So, therefore, when you, you know, sip it and you taste that mint, it's really good and it's amazing. And like I said, it really craves those cravings, or curves those cravings. <laughs> so, if you want to, you know, lose some weight, I say drink mint tea. I also heard about this on Dr. Oz as well, maybe about, you don't know, maybe about four or five months ago. So, I drink mint tea all the time, you know. I always I drink mint tea like almost every day except the weekends. So, yeah, it's really good. It's better than coffee. But, uh. In my case, because I like it. But, yeah, mint tea, guys. Get your mint tea on. Get your mint yeah. tea on. <laughs> yeah. that a, that's what we get a catchphrase. Mint tea. Yeah. Get your mint tea on. Mint tea on. Yeah, you like, mint girl, I'm not tea lying. On. <laughs> <laughs> Better is really good. You should try it. I actually mean that you would like it, Jen. Yeah, I feel like I've had mint tea before. Maybe not, but... Yeah, I'm just not a tea person in general, but I do think it it is healthier for you. I should, but it don't wake me up, honey. I have to drink express. No, it's not to wake you up. It's to curb those cravings. When you want that burger, like, drink a mint tea and then be like, you ain't going to want that burger. You're like, you know what, babe? I can get just, like, a small thing of Chinese food instead, and you'll be fine. Perfect. There you go. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anywho, guys, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us this evening. You guys can expect to hear us next week, Thursday, November 16th at the same time, 6.30 Central, 7.30 Eastern. We want to hear from you, so send us those confessions at confession number two, us at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, comment, rate, and subscribe. This is your host, Angel Andrina. And I'm your and you are listening to the one and the only... Skips skipping the beach and not close enough so that space between you and me let's lose it the way you're dancing sway into the music girl that body and how you move it every time you cross my mind girl i lose it alexa play the country heat playlist okay with amazon music a voice is all you need get tens of millions of songs download the amazon music app today